Okay, here yeah. let's since we're talking about the algorithm and consistency, yeah. here's a very, 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 very important thing to remember. Are you listening? How important again? Very, <laughs> very, very, very. Okay, yeah, go on. <laughs> Facebook's part of their algorithm right now is they are rewarding you if. James Schramko here from superfastbusiness.com, and you're listening to my friend Ash Roy on ProductiveInsights.com. Welcome to the Productive Insights Podcast, where you can learn how to systemize, automate, and scale your business via the internet. To access previous episodes and useful productivity tips, go to www.productiveinsights.com. Now, here's your host, Ash Roy. Hey, welcome back to the Productive Insights Podcast. This is episode 155, and I have a very special guest today who will be talking to us about Facebook Live and how to get the best out of Facebook Live and how to use it to grow your business. This is a two-part conversation, and in this first part, we talk about how to use live streaming to build a loyal audience. We discuss the importance of engagement and how live streaming helps you to create deep engagement with your audience. Our guest shares some pretty impressive quantifiable results that she has been able to achieve through live streaming for herself and her clients. And we touch on the most common challenges that people face when it comes to getting started with live streaming. This episode is brought to you by the Premium Productivity Course, which you can access at premiumproductivity.com. And I'd also like to give a shout out to a couple of listeners in Australia who've been kind enough to leave me five-star reviews. Avid Listener 01 says, great show and great guests. Ash is also a great interviewer whilst also providing his own insights. Highly recommend. And then we have Justin Meadows, who was kind enough to leave another five-star review. And it says, fantastic inspiration. Ash has some great guests on the show and asks them great questions. I've gotten a heap of great tips and inspiration out of these episodes. Well, thank you very much, Justin Meadows and Avid Listener 01. I really appreciate you leaving a review. If you're listening and you would like to leave a review, please head over to the iTunes store, type in Productive Insights into the search bar, and that should bring up the podcast. Then click on Ratings and Reviews, and you can go ahead and leave us a review there. If you find the content useful, please do share it. Your referral is the ultimate compliment. Okay, so here's part one of this two-part conversation with Luria Petrucci. Enjoy. Welcome, everyone. This is Ash from ProductiveInsights.com, and I am delighted to welcome a very special guest. And we are doing a live Facebook video podcast recording for the first time ever. This podcast episode is all about making you a live streaming pro. And today's guest, Luria Petrucci, is a live video strategist who focuses on helping you to grow your business through professional live videos. Over 11 years, Luria has created over 4,000 videos with over a billion views, that's with a B, using video and live streaming shows. She's appeared on CNN, NBC, Fox, MSNBC, ABC, and BBC. That's a lot of Cs. She's worked on live video for top brands like AT&T, Samsung, GoDaddy, and Panasonic. She's also worked with top influencers like Pat Flynn and Michael Hyatt and Amy Porterfield, who we featured as a guest in episode 145. I'm very happy to welcome Luria Petrucci from livestreamingpros.com. Welcome, Luria. 
Oh, well, now I'm blushing, but thank you for that nice <laughs> intro. <laughs> Great to have you on the show, Luria. All right. So, Luria, let's get straight into it. Could you share with our listeners and our viewers how you use live streaming to grow your business and why you think it's a valuable and effective way to build your audience and grow your business? Yeah, I mean, I could talk days on this, so I'll try and keep it succinct. Um, <laughs> so, like I've, as you mentioned, you know, I've been doing video and live video for a long time, um, twelve years, and the the, the wow. gut of what is so important to realize about live video is that you know the world is forcing connection, human connection. No longer will we stand for uh, corporations who have no human face. Uh, we just don't want to buy from that, right? And so that is where this world is headed. It has been for a very long time. But it, it's all about true vulnerability rather than the fake authenticity that has become so common these days in the marketing world. Um, and so, you know, that is what live video is so good at, at a core level, at a, you know, a human instinct level, when somebody watches you live, they automatically realize that they're not watching fake, right? Like, it's just, you don't even have to call attention to it. This is what they know just instinctually in the back of their brain. This person knows what they're talking about, or this person is is really the way they are, because that's what live gives us, right? Mm -hmm. And so from that perspective, it's very, very impactful. It's also one of the best ways to really get to know your audience. I mean, holy cow, you, you put out surveys, you put out, you know, you tweets, you're trying to understand your audience. This is the way we've got to understand them. You can ask, you can have a conversation. I mean, it, I have learned so much about my own audience and I use that to create the products that they want rather than just creating all the products that I can think of. That's a really good point about vulnerability. So that means all the mess ups that I did at the start of this conversation are all okay. I leave them in. Yeah, I totally. One hundred percent. I screw up all the time. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, I've been challenging myself this year to do more video, and in fact, my conversation with Amy was supposed to be Amy Porterfield was supposed to be about courses, but then she published something very moving on her podcast about how she was uncomfortable doing video. So we ended up talking about vulnerability and video. And then mm. I talked to Noah Kagan from AppSumo in episode 147. And he challenged me on doing more video and a few other things. And so here I am doing my first Facebook live podcast stream thingy, which I will later <laughs> publish to iTunes as well. Well, I mean, there are arguments on both sides when it comes to podcasts, or if you're putting out, you know, a short form YouTube video that you really want succinct information, editing is fine. But then you, you also use live video to open that vulnerability up, open that, you know, conversation up and let them see that real human behind the perfection that they love so much, if, if that's your thing, right? So that it can be used strategically in multitude of ways. I'm not saying that, you know, everything you put out, it should be like unpolished and full of mistakes. <laughs> <laughs> but when it's live, it can be. And that's part of the charm. Okay, so it's that rawness and realness. And what I'm hearing is it has its place. That doesn't mean you put out garbage. It just means that <laughs> you put out the best you can. Live is best for the behind the scenes kind of thing. And maybe 
Well, live video works well on a Facebook Live platform, hence the term Facebook Live. If you're publishing it to your podcast, maybe you want to try and make it a little bit neater and tighter. Yeah, gosh, this is such a big topic. But let me uh, let me say this. So live video absolutely has, it, I, I teach professional live video on whatever level you're doing it on, right? You From your phone, you can create more professional live video. But there are four levels of live streaming. So level one being the phone. And strategically, I'll tell you about this in a second, you're gonna use your phone always. But then you have level two, which is browser-based services, level three, which is Ecamm, which you're using right now. And that it, it's not just Ecamm, it's, it's software on your computer. And then level four is a TV quality, you know, uh, perf- dedicated PC. Um, you're, you're getting really high quality there. I'm going through level two in your course at the moment, by the way, just so you know. Oh. If you're listening or watching, definitely check out Luria's four levels of live streaming. I think it's three. Is that correct? You the can subscribe to it. The course that you're going through uh, yeah. is the tech workshop. Um, yeah. And that is, yeah, that's that's completely free. That tech workshop, it's an hour worth of understanding like, okay, these this is the different equipment and the cameras and the audio and ah, <laughs> yeah. And how does someone subscribe to that or get into that? That's at livestreamingpros.com slash tech. Livestreamingpros.com slash tech. You might have heard it here first, but probably not. (laughs) (laughs) But but, and here's the thing. Like, so you want to you want to have more professional. You want to aim for higher quality stuff because on your live videos, right? With your weekly live shows, you want to have consistency. You want to put that high quality stuff out because First impressions matter and we're trying to grow our audience and people are attracted to, they put more, you know, there's a, there's a balance. They put more, um, belief and value into somebody who takes care of and presents themselves well, but then, so that's your weekly show and that's part of your strategy. And then you have life streams from your phone and I'm saying life, not live. Um, but these are life streams. These are more random. These are raw. These are fun. Um, and when you use that combination, that combo effect is super incredibly powerful, um, as a live video strategy to have that weekly professional show where you're delivering value, you are giving, you are presenting and create, you know, showing your credibility and building up that reputation. And then you're connecting on a deeper level with your life streams from your phone. I really liked your point that you made at the start. I've been doing a bunch of digital marketer courses and Ryan Dice talks about not B2B and not B2C, but H2H, which is human to human. And I think that's a pretty valid point, especially these days. Absolutely. Okay, so we've established why live streaming is a valuable tool to establish a connection. Let's talk about a story around how you or one of your clients was able to make a significant impact on their business using live streaming. And if you can share some quantifiable results, all the better. For sure. So um, when you when you look at live video, like a lot of people do live video, just they're doing it because they think it's the thing to do. Um, and they don't actually strategize. They don't put it in p- as part of their entire business. But when you do, um, you know, I, I have a gazillion different, you know, quantifiable results. But what I think is is easiest here is 
to talk about what I've done. Um, and then also uh, a client who does high end services. And then also a client who uh, has, who has, she's just getting started. Um, just so you can see the different perspectives here. So for us, you know, when we started really pushing and strategizing, um, we saw an increase in month over month revenue for 289% increase. And then, wow. yeah. <laughs> And then another month, just a couple of months later, it was a 320% increase. So that, uh, that, that is very impactful. It's, it's powerful, right? Um, but let's talk about some other people, right? Brian and yeah. Carrie, a couple of my favorite streamers in the world. They love live video. Live video loves them. Um, but they are very, very good at engagement and, and taking care of their audience and treating them like family. And if you need a good example watch them there. Okay. Uh, not safe for work, but they are amazing. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, so they actually, you know, we, we did a whole lot in terms, they were one of my one-on-one -on -one clients, but we did a whole lot in terms of different strategies and yeah. we quickly saw crazy amounts of increase. I don't have that written down, but crazy amounts of increase in terms of views and engagement. I mean, we went from 20 live simultaneous viewers to 80 within just a, a couple months. And they're, they've now blown past like a hundred, you know, they're, the engagement factor is massive, but mm. in terms of financial results, um, they had a launch that they were doing a, a very high end, a couple of launches here, a couple, a, a high-end retreat. Um, and I can't give you exact numbers on this, sure. but let me tell you that retreat was high, high end yeah. per person ticket. Yeah. And um, they completely sold out uh, their retreat through one live video. Um, right. And then they also had uh, a, a like a, an apprenticeship that they were launching. Uh, they were only going to take 10 people and there was so much interest during that launch through three live videos that they wound up blowing past capacity on that, uh, accepting 30 people into that apprenticeship. And it was a, a paid apprenticeship. The numbers, I can't share those exact results, but sure. it, you're starting to get the picture there. Right, like, those right, were yeah. really great results. How typical are those results? Do most people get that or are they like the exception on one end of the spectrum? Uh, they're a well-established business, yeah. right? Um, and so they have those higher end ticket prices. But, uh, you know, we have um, a student who is just getting started and has uh, a high end, like a $3,000 price point. And, and he was, it, this is a program that he was selling. Um, he has sold uh, three within just a few live streams of that, wow. of, you know, and so even even with that, you know, a smaller business with lower numbers uh, is able to sell through through live video. Andy mm. smiles. She teaches financial stuff, like all the accounting stuff, which is, but she has a whole lot of fun with it. She had zero live viewers when she first got started. Literally zero live viewers, and she sold from a replay viewer a three thousand dollar contract. It's about producing the right content. It's about getting that engagement up. It's about working your sales in in an organic way. You can still use traditional marketing techniques, but combined with live video, and you absolutely see results. I mean, yeah, if you're just starting out with zero, it might take some time, but it, it works. Like over and over and over, I see that it works. 
You know, what's really strange, I, I noticed that I wasn't smiling and it's partly because I'm paying attention to what you're saying and I'm trying to look at the, the camera because I learned that from your course, you've got to look at the camera instead of looking at the photo, which is, you're here, but if I look yep. over here, then it looks like I'm looking away from the audience. So I go look at the camera. I did that through the whole interview with Amy. I was looking at her and I was looking away from the camera. It just looked like this. It was so weird. So um, I did the homework, I watched the replay, and I learned from it, and now I'm looking at the camera. Use your peripheral vision, and I've got a little trick for you. If you go to Amazon and yeah. you type in arrow stickers, you actually can get some of those arrow stickers that like legal, for legal paperwork, yeah. <laughs> and just like stick that pointing at the uh, that little camera. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, good idea. <laughs> yeah, that way you look over there. Oh, no, sorry. Yeah. Look over there. Sorry. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and by the way, if I show you my shiny bald head every now and then when I'm looking down, it's because I'm taking notes. So uh, <laughs> I hope you enjoy the shine. <laughs> so, Luria, tell me, Facebook has just recently changed their algorithms and we have seen a change to our feeds, which I think is a welcome change personally. How has that affected live streaming? Has it affected it? And if so, how? Well, the good news is, is Facebook is favoring live video, yeah. <laughs> even over recorded video, because yeah. um, because of the nature of live, you get engagement, you have, you know, so many points of connection. Um, so the good news is they are favoring it. They're saying they're telling you do more of it. And if you do longer live videos, they like you even better because you're keeping their users on there for longer. Now, right. you know, I had one student who's just getting started, like she's literally starting from almost zero from zero with her page. And every time she like she showed me her chart um, and it was flat. Right. And then she did one live video and it spiked like huge right. spike on ter in terms of her page likes. And then, you know, she days went by and she was doing other content and it was flattening it out. And then she did another live video and again, a huge spike. And so, you know, that can kind of show you, it's harder to see on uh, bigger pages. And so I yeah. like that, that just beginning page where they're actually seeing real good results with those live videos. But with the algorithm changes, I mean, right now, as we're recording this, there are a ton of bugs. <laughs> there's a lot being like fiddled with, and there's a lot mm -hmm. of possibilities and, and word testing theories and all of that. But at the end of the day, if you focus on engagement and if you mm -hmm. focus on conversation and mm -hmm. you do, you take it from the right approach, since you already know live video works, and secondly, you're, you're focusing on that conversation, you're going to be fine at the end of the day. Now, across the board, you may, you know, we all may see reach go down and then that becomes the norm for a while, but you'll be 100% sure that live video that, that you have really highly engaged people watching you, right? Like I never care about the numbers. Well, I can't say yeah. I never care about the numbers, but you know, <laughs> we all, we all have our moments, right. but at the end of the day, you want highly engaged people. You don't want just huge numbers yeah. because that hurts you if you don't have that engagement to match it. So just focus on the right things and you'll be fine. Okay. Now you brought up a really important point. And before I say what I wanted to say by that point, I just wanted to mention, I looked away from the camera for a second then because I see some comments over there. And yes. 
It's <laughs> Darren. Ra- <laughs> Darren Rouse goes, look into my eyes, Ash. Hello, Darren. I'm looking into your eyes. <laughs> I don't know if you're, if you're familiar with Darren Rouse. He's a, oh yeah, yeah, Darren yeah. and I are good friends. Yeah. Okay. So uh, I'm I'm looking into your eyes, Darren. I don't know if he wants me to claim that, but <laughs> <laughs> I actually have been watching a lot of Darren's lives, and I have Darren's been quite inspired by them. He's very he's very structured, and he's very regular. He does it every week. So yes, you know what, Darren? That's... I'm going to take a hint from you. And I'm going to try and do it more often. Dude, Darren, you're inspiring people. I love it. Um, yes, that consistency is vital. Okay, here. Yeah. Let's since we're talking about the algorithm and consistency. Yeah. Here's a very, 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 very important thing to remember. Are you listening? How important again? Very. (laughs) Very, very, very. Okay, yeah, go on. (laughs) Facebook's part of their algorithm right now is they are rewarding you if you they see the same person show up again and again, right? Like that is one of the biggest parts of what they're doing and what they're looking at. They want to see that repetitiveness because that means that they're not just there and gone. And so when you focus on the weekly show and you get consistent, you are encouraging that habit. You are building a habit with your audience. If you were to try and create a habit of say going to the gym and do that once a week, it's not going to become habit as often. and, And unless you go you know, multiple times a week, those habits get better the the more you do them, right? And so yeah. not that I'm saying that you have to do dailies, but, <laughs> you know, it's, it's just a matter of creating that habit yeah. with people. Well, I'll tell you what, Luria, I'm finding it really weird to be looking in the camera there. And I feel like I'm being rude to you because you're down here. And I'm looking at the camera because I want to make eye contact with Darren Rouse. And, um, <laughs> And I can't, uh, and you know, it's, it's kind of throwing me, but how do you deal with that? Peripheral vision. <laughs> um, I, you know, over 12 years of doing this, I've trained myself to just look at the camera and listen for those audio cues. And, and sometimes I'll look down at you when you're saying something and I want to, I want to pick up on that visual, but um, you, you definitely want your viewers You've got to focus on the viewers and experience. Like everything I teach, everything I ever say is all about getting that end result as an amazing, incredible, engaging experience for not you, not even your guest. They're not the most important part. Like I am not the most important piece of this conversation. It yeah. is the viewers. So if you always, always, always remember that, you will start to see a difference in the your behavior and the things that you focus on. And that even is is a huge factor in, you know, on camera presence, focusing on only what the viewer is experiencing and thinking at all times, what are they getting from this? What are they thinking? How are they feeling? Okay. Now, Darren has uh, posted a comment here. We'll be even better friends after SMMW, Luria. What's that? Social media marketing world. Oh, uh, we're, okay. We're both speaking there in a couple of weeks in, uh, oh, in cool. San Diego. So. What an honor. He has agreed to let me pick his brain. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, we're, we've been having conversations. Yeah, we're just looking forward to seeing each other. <laughs> Darren and I have a common friend called James Shramko. In fact, we yeah. spoke on the same stage. I think it was the same year at James's event. And James hates the term pick my brain. So if you see James, you must say to him, hey, James, I would like to pick your brain. 
Okay. Uh, yeah. That's good advice. Let but, me talk to somebody. <laughs> that really gets him going. Pet peeve. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So what I was going to say before was in episode 128, I think it was, I spoke to a very dear friend of mine who's actually a client as well. Her name is Julie McDonald and she actually was featured on one of the C's that you were featured on. on. She used to be a BBC news anchor. She's an international news anchor. And we talked about authenticity and how to build an authentic brand because I feel very passionately about that. She was talking about very similar themes about the importance of a human connection, about falling on your sword sometimes, like some of her clients are very high-profile executives. And particularly in corporations, people are trying to you know, make everything sound perfect. And she's saying, look, if you want to be authentic in the media and you want media training, tell the truth. She actually says that, you know, don't, don't make up BS, tell it like it is. If you screwed up, say you screwed up, take ownership of it and people respect you more for it. So that was one thing I wanted to say. And I've completely forgotten the other thing I was going to say. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> but I, I 100% agree with that. You know, I mean, it's, that is so important in, in this day and age is that we, we do have that, like I said, true vulnerability instead of yeah. that fake authenticity that, that people are like, yeah, I'm authentic because I'm me, but they'll, they'll never say, I, I made a mistake. They, they just won't. And so I actually have, um, I teach 23 promotion strategies for, for getting people to show up to your live videos and getting them interested in your products and services. And so out of that 23, we have one called the mistake. And so that is the mistake life stream where you're working on your website and you hit one wrong button and it goes down and everything goes wrong. Well, jump on a live stream, grab your phone, say, you know what I just did? I just ruined my entire website, blah, 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 blah. And yeah. you, you kind of go on a rant or you tell people what you did wrong. And that endears them to you or you to them, you to whichever them. way you that goes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, because they have done the same, maybe not the same exact thing, but they make mistakes too. They want to know that they're following a human. Okay, but I want to tell you one of my pet peeves is <laughs> the fake authenticity, which I've seen happen way too many times when a person gets up on stage and starts crying. Uh, oh. <laughs> and that just drives me nuts. You don't need to create this drama. Everyone's had some drama in their life. So I totally hear what you're saying. You've got to be real. But for me, when someone gets on stage and starts crying about how, you know, they were nearly broke and then they found online marketing and then their life changed and then now they're, you know, saving the world. Just cut the BS and just get to the point. That's my, that's my take on it. Can I, can I, I, I think the best way I can frame this is when I, I went through Amy Porterfield's webinars that convert and, and I finally realized, and I did this naturally for many, many years on video and live video, but I, I realized what it was, and I was able to do that in my webinars, is that, you know, she talks about your story, the reason yeah. that you are in business, the reason you do what you do. Yeah. It's not about you, right? It's about yeah. your customer. It's about them. And so there's always a way to phrase what you're talking about or your your story um, and bring up those moments in a very vulnerable way. But if you frame it as for them, if you if you talk about it in a matter of, you know, why they would care about that, it makes a huge difference in the presentation of that yeah. um, and the acceptance of it. Right. 
I, I guess I've always, I've always looked at that vulnerability as a positive vulnerability. I'm just a freaking positive person in general, so I can't help myself. But every time I talk about something negative, there's always a positive spin to it. So yeah. I, I think that helps. Yeah. Okay. I did remember the other thing I was going to oh, good. talk about. <laughs> Seth Godin has just launched a new podcast, and I like most of what Seth talks about. The first episode, he talks about the grand opening. He basically says, you don't have to have a million followers. It's not about volume. And this comes back to what you were saying earlier on. Just start with 10 people who really love what you're doing. Be authentic. Give them your best work, and then let that grow organically. I actually met with a client on Tuesday they want me to help them launch a podcast. And he said, how many followers are we going to get? And I said, mm-hmm. I don't think that matters. I think, well, I said to him, would you rather have a hundred loyal fans who are engaged with you and will buy what you put out there, assuming that it's valuable, I hope it is. I hope you don't put rubbish out there. But would you rather that or have a million followers, all of whom are just like, meh, you know. Whatever. Yeah, I'm on his list, but, you know, I don't really find his content very valuable which would you prefer? And I didn't really get a clear answer, but people are so obsessed with volume. It doesn't matter. The volume doesn't matter. It's engagement. It's depth of engagement. I I mean, that's just a human issue. Honestly, you know, I I think one of the best ways you can frame it is for your clients, right? Is like to say, all right, well, if you have only five people watching that or a hundred people watching or listening to that podcast, if, if I get you a hundred viewers, um, how would you feel if a hundred people were sitting in one single room staring at you, listening to you? That's a great analogy. You know, like that, that is the problem. That's the human problem is that we relate actual human in-person connection differently than online. Um, we, we, it's, it's a blanket out there and we're not Mm. really able to put that human face on them to, to give them that value. And so if you start phrasing it in that manner, uh, Mm. it, it takes on a whole different turn. That's true actually, because really this online is just a medium. We're still talking to human beings and Mm -hmm. we still have to value them like human beings. We still need to respect their time and their attention because Mm -hmm. attention is a new currency and we need to make sure that it is worth their time and attention. So make sure your content is, is valuable and worthwhile. Okay. So let's talk about the biggest challenges you've noticed people face when it comes to live streaming. Clearly I've faced a few in this conversation (laughs) and how do you help them get over those challenges? I think the three biggest challenges people face are the tech, the on-camera presence, the fear of going live, even if they're like speakers, even if they speak for a living, live video freaks them out uh, because it is a different medium. And then the third thing is how to create content and and get engagement. So let's start with number one, the tech. Um, The tech is a huge, huge, big beast and it's an overwhelming piece. It is not by far the most important piece of live video at all, but it is the first thing that you think of um, in terms of, you know, what you need. And if you allow yourself to get tripped up on it, you'll never start. Um, The biggest mistake is to wait and wait and wait until everything is perfect. The 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 only thing you need to do is pick up your phone, yeah. open up that Facebook app, 
and click go live. <laughs> but you see, we are so scared. And I, I have done this. Yeah. We will use tech as an excuse to procrastinate. Yes, totally. I see it every day, every single day with people. And so that's why we created that tech workshop, which is uh, get this out of the way. Get, let's get you over this brain dump, you know, we'll brain dump on you and then get over with and allow yourself to move forward. And honestly, you have to take on, if you have to, on a post-it note, write hashtag no excuses and yeah. put that everywhere in your bedroom and your mirror on your bathroom and your office everywhere. Yeah. Do it. You know, it's, it's, it's about you taking control because live video will make a difference. Are you willing to get over that? Because what's, what lies on the other side is exposure, it's credibility, it's growth. It's, Actually, even deeper than that, it makes you a better communicator. It makes you yeah. better at creating your products and services because you are opening that that up and you are learning how to communicate even better. You have to not allow yourself to to hold back and just start by going live from your phone and get used to that yeah. process. And then the tech will come just take that step. And you can go live. Like for our students, we have a private practice group um, where they have a safe place. Uh, they don't have to put it out to the public. If you don't have that, then you can go live privately to only you on your profile and just do it for the first time. Actually, this is a good opportunity for me to just summarize things. So we talked about why it's valuable to your business. And we talked about the fact that it creates a human connection. And that is one of the most important things. People want human connection these days. It's about vulnerability, but not about fake vulnerability. It's one of the best ways to grow your audience, though, and build an authentic brand. We were talking about the three biggest challenges, the challenges being tech, showing up on camera and getting comfortable with being on camera, and how to create content. Tech is overwhelming. Tech is a part of it, but don't allow yourself to get held back because of the tech, right? It's not the most important thing. You just got to get started and you'll progress. Okay. So that was part one of this two-part conversation. We'll do our best to get part two to you as soon as possible. You can access all the show notes for part one of this conversation at ProductiveInsights.com forward slash 155. In part two of this conversation, Luria and I talk about how to overcome the three challenges that we touched on in this first part. We talk about action steps and quick wins that you can take to get your live streaming happening. And we also touch on bots, good bots and bad bots. So I'll see you in part two at ProductiveInsights.com forward slash 156, which should be published in a few days from now, if not sooner. See you then. Thanks for listening to the Productive Insights Podcast. You can find all the links in the show notes below this episode on ProductiveInsights.com. You can also ask questions in the comment section that Ash personally answers. How can Ash help you today? 